We are live. Welcome to Sunday morning. I have no idea what is up with my camera. It is still uh, giving me fits. I do not understand what it's got in mind of the phone. A little adjustment there and just see what we can do. Hope everybody's having a good Sunday. Last, uh, The last Sunday of March, we are rocking right along into springtime and things are uh, are looking good. Hope everybody's doing good with their spring, spring, spring plans, and everybody's doing well. I've got a message for you this morning that um, <laughs> got changed my mind right in the middle of the night. So uh, I'm having to readjust. I had a message already prepared for today and was excited about it. Was going to plan on doing multi-tool was the name of it and wound up, um, got in the middle of the night, changed my mind. And I've, I've worked on another message and, and this one just really has been heavy on my heart, decided that, that this is the direction I want to go. Um, I titled this message actually uh, quite some time ago is when I developed this. Um, I titled it Andrea's Message. Um, Andrea Soborowski was the wife of a very good friend, a veteran uh, that has become a very good family friend. The family has become very close to us. Um, but I wrote this message following Andrea's funeral service at Calvary Tabernacle in, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, her, her memorial was this month uh, of her passing. She actually passed away on the 27th uh, of 2018. And this message was birthed out of that. Uh, during this memorial service, um, Andrea was the wife of a very, very close friend, good friend. Some of you remember the story of, uh, of Josh Soborowski and how him and I met. We basically met online. <laughs> um, he posted a, a Facebook post on a Oklahoma Christian Bowhunters page that um, was pretty much a... a a last cry. I recognized that it was it was kind of a, a his last ditch effort at life, and I, I sent him a message uh, through that. And a long story short, we um, we connected, and, and I spoke to him, you know, via Facebook for a while. Um, he he had actually his testimony uh, came out of that that he was actually planning on killing himself that night when he made that last post, and you know, here's some crazy guy in Oklahoma is telling him he loves him, he's praying for him, and, you know, that there's other ways out. And um, got to meet him and his family, and, and, man, we developed a great friendship, a good bond with their family. And um, through a uh, very difficult time, she passed away on the 27th of March in 2018. And as we were at, we traveled up to Indianapolis, Indiana, to, to be with him during this service. Um there was a banner hanging on the wall of this Calvary Tabernacle there in India, in Indiana, Indiana. And this, this banner at her service said his glorious church in perilous times. And man, that struck me. I mean, it just, what, what, a I mean, this was 2018. This, this wasn't 2020. It wasn't 2021. You know, who knew the, the, how, how, pertinent that message was going to become in the following years but even in 2018 they had this banner that said his glorious church in perilous times Andrea Sobrowski's earthly life was stolen from her on March 27th of 2018 in the midst of perilous times it was an evil act a selfish act it cut her life short 
with us and began her eternal journey with Christ that day. The very word perilous is defined this way. Full of danger or risk. Exposed to imminent risk of disaster or ruin. That, that's what the meaning of perilous is. So when you think of the word perilous times, these times are full of danger. They're full of risk. That We're, we're exposed to imminent risk or disaster or ruin at any given moment. And you look around what we're dealing with today, and you see that almost in everything that we do. Paul wrote this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-5. through 5. It says this, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Man, I got to tell you, there is so much packed into just that one passage of Scripture, it's unreal. But the one thing I want to point out, I mean, we get all these these unforgivings, unlovings, unholies. You know, we, we understand all of those, all the problem areas. We get that. But I, the, the, what I want to point out right here is having a form of godliness but denying its power. That's an entire message all in itself about today's Christians, if you want to put them in quotations. We, we, ha, we are a people who have a form of godliness. In other words, We've developed this belief system, and, and it's ours. We developed it. It's not a God thing. That we can go to church on Sunday and then live our life like hell the rest of the week. I, I mean, it's not. that's not how he intended it. We, we've got this form of godliness. We play this church game. Um, I, I, <laughs> I recently wrote a poem about that, church games. Um, but, but it's we have this ability to appear godly. We, we can put on the godly clothes on Sunday. We can put on the atmosphere. We can put on the show, you know, but it's not meaningful. And that, that's what this is saying. There's this, there's this form of godliness, but it doesn't carry any weight. There's no meaning to it. We're not holy people. And, and it's from those people we need to run away from. Don't hang out with folks like that. You need to find godly people to rub shoulders with you know, as iron sharpens iron, we need someone to help us in this time of trouble. If I were to ask you this, this um, if this describes the days we live in now, how would you answer? Thinking about what I just read, all of these problems, does that describe the days we're in today? Very, very much so. We live in perilous times right now. Storms come. They can have an effect on us. Or those that we love. We see the results of storms all around us when it's past. But storms are temporary. That They may leave their mark on us or on those around us, but they're temporary. The south was just blasted with some tornadoes down through Atlanta and Georgia and all up around some of those areas. Uh, they were just hammered with some devastating tornadoes, life-taking tornadoes. Uh, I live in central Oklahoma. I understand that. Living in central Oklahoma, I've seen the results of many storms. But many of those areas today have been restored, 
and there no longer remains any evidence of those storms. Joplin, Missouri. Um, I actually have we have <laughs> we've got guests here this morning from uh, the Carthage, Missouri area, Jasper, Missouri area, uh, but they they'll certainly recognize this. Joplin, Missouri. I've seen the results of the massive storm that destroyed parts of that city, and it destroyed many lives. It was it was a terrible event, but it's being restored. Uh, I, I can I've I go through there quite frequently, and 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 over the years since that storm. I mean, when I first remember driving through there, um, you know, most of the debris was cleaned up, but it was like there was a strip of Joplin that was just simply vacant. It looked weird. It, it was out of place. It, there wasn't any trees. There weren't any buildings. It was just flat streets, um, sidewalks with nothing. Very strange looking area for sure. Well, little by little, that's being restored. It's being rebuilt. There's still a couple of areas that you can tell still have some resemblance, um, you know, that, that something happened there. But it's being restored. The, 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 the evidence of that storm is temporary. It, it's passing by. Um, it's, it's returning to a semblance of normal, if you will, if you figure that out. Perilous times will come. Struggles and challenges will come. Times when we simply have no answers and no understanding. These are perilous times that we live in, this, in this chaotic world, especially today. Perilous times will come, but they are temporary. I've seen the results of storms in my life personally. I've witnessed the storm rage in others close to me. I've stood with friends as well as strangers as the life storms took a toll on them or their families. Life storms are temporary. Check out this passage of scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 10. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh, refreshment to your bones. Even in the midst of storms, we're being told, Trust God. Don't lean on our own understanding, because, man, half the time nothing makes sense around us anymore. We've got to trust him in this, and he will make our path straight. Lord, I tell you, my path can get all kinds of jacked up from time to time. I need somebody to straighten that thing out every once in a while, and I've got to trust God to do that, to keep me on the right path, to keep me going in the right direction. Perilous times will come, but know this. When we place our trust in God, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, and when we invite him and his Spirit into relationship with us, when we make him Lord of our lives, he will make straight our path. Jesus Christ will walk with you through the fire. You know, remind you of the story of the, the, the three amigos, I call them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, and, and if you look at the book, I think it's Daniel's where they're found. You look at their story, you, you find that, that because they didn't bow down to a king, he warned them, hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to throw you in the fire. Well, they didn't bow. They, they, they trusted God. And he does. He, he tells, man, stoke that fire up seven times hotter than it's ever been before. It was so hot, according to Scripture, that when they threw them into the fire, it killed the soldiers that threw them in there because of the heat. But then this king is looking in there and he goes, hey, is that not the three guys I just thrown in there walking around and there's a fourth that has the semblance of the Son of God? 
the Bible describes that they came out of that furnace with only the ropes that they were bound with being burned away. Not a hair on their head were singed. That's not physically possible. We know that. It was a God thing. Jesus was in the fire with them. He'll be in the fire with you. He is in the fire with you. There are some of you right now listening to this or who will listen to this that are walking through a fire that you don't understand, that you don't know how to deal with. I got news for you. You're not alone. You, you, you are not the first to go through the fire. I, I can tell you story and story and story of others who have gone through fires. There are people around you who have gone through fires. You might not see it. You might not even see the semblance of what happened in their life because storms in their life are temporary. The, the, the results of storms pass. We overcome them. We rebuild. We restore. So the storm that you're in right now isn't going to take your life unless you let it. If you trust God, he'll walk with you through the fire. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 says this, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Just as Joseph spoke after his brothers sold him into slavery, Genesis 50, 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done in saving many lives. Now that story of Joseph in Genesis is pretty wild. I mean, his brothers got mad at him. They, they threw him in a, in a cistern, in a well, in a, in a holding tank. And then they didn't know what to do with him. They decided, well, maybe we probably shouldn't just kill him. So they sold him into slavery. Joseph's story is a very long one. It's not, he didn't get sold into slavery and then God restored him to power. No, it took years. It took years. He even wound up in prison for something he didn't do. And, and in the process of, of sit, spending his time in prison, God delivered him out. And then he restored him to power. And then he put him in his rightful place at his rightful time. So there's a lot of times we go through challenges and we go through struggles. You know, some of them we probably create ourselves. Some of them we probably put ourselves in because of our impatience. I'm not a very patient person. When, 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 when I have an idea, I want it to just happen. I want things to just go my way. And that's not how it always is. Most times it's not how it is. God has a time and a plan for your life. You have to trust him even in the storm. You just have to trust him. He will be with you in perilous times. When we become true followers of Christ, we shall overcome the storms of life. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, and God will make or take these things of evil that is being used against us, and he will turn it for his good and his glory if we let him. We've got to let him. Invite the Lord into your heart. Let this evil event of, of my sweet friend Andrea losing her life, let this be the day that whatever storm has ravaged you or your family, whatever this enemy has stolen from you, let this be the day that you overcome this evil. I think of her her memory, and I and I've uh, actually what kind of sparked this was was her her little daughter uh, posted a memory on Facebook of her and her mom and the family, and I remembered, hey, you know, it's that time of year, and this 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 time of memorial, it just I, I sent her a message. I said, you do realize I, I preached a message about your mom, about your mom's service, about this day, and and it just made me start looking. I found my notes and I. I got to read my notes and I rekindled those things and I put them back on, on, uh, you know, where I could, I kind of revamped it a little bit to, to fit today. 
But the message is still the same. What sparked this was a perilous time. What what sparked this message was a perilous time. God's building something. We're going through perilous times. We're we're going to fight fights. We're we're going to struggle in our life. We're going to, to, to have issues that seem like we can't overcome. God's simply saying, trust me, not you. Trust me, not your ways. Lean on me, not you. Put put your understanding in me, not on not on your own understanding, because your own understanding is not going to be enough. You're not going to get it. I don't know how many times I've, I've fought my way through life where I didn't get it. I didn't understand why am I having to go through this? Why am I dealing with this? I'm coming to a place where I learn it's not for me to understand why. It's God's. God's got a plan. And, it, and, it, and, I, and I can't get to that plan that he has for me unless I let him lead me. I can't find it on my own. I can't do it my way. I've got to rely on him, and I've got to let him lead me the right direction. Let this become the turning point that God can use you for his glory. This this event, whatever event you might be going through, let it, let it be used for his glory as you surrender your whole heart to him. It, it, it's not about the Sunday morning thing. It, it's not about just going to church and putting on our emotions and putting on our church gear. You know, we, we can't wear it like a coat. It, it's got to become internal. It's got to be something inside of us that changes us forever. It's got to be an encounter with a holy God that, that we, we leave who we were and we become who he's called us to be, who he created us to be. Jeremiah chapter 1 says, I, I knew you before I ever formed you in your mother's womb and I already set you apart to be a voice to the nation had a plan for your life. I haven't followed that plan since my inception. I haven't followed that plan since my birth. It took me half my life of doing things my way to figure out, you know what? God has a plan, and I need to pay attention to it. Even once I began following what I believed was his plan, even once I sold out to him, and I, and I did, I sold out to him lock, stock, and barrel. I can't go back. There's nothing behind me that I can go back to but death. I have to keep my eyes on him. I've got to keep pushing forward. No matter the fight that comes my way. And I've been through some. <laughs> I've been through some some dingers that have been a challenge to overcome. But I, I don't have any option. I've got to keep pushing. I've got to keep going forward. This calling that God's put on me. I can't tell you how many times I've thought, man, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. The challenges of ministry, they just suck sometimes. I mean, they'll, they'll pull the life right out of you. You know, pe- people will pull the life right out of you if you let them. But every time I keep thinking I'm just going to quit, God pours something else into me that I have to share. <laughs> I, I can't contain it. I, it's not something that's I, I can't stop this flow. The the calling of God, I think uh, Rhonda says, is without repentance. It's you, you can't take it back. He created you for this. You know, maybe maybe you're not the online pastor. Maybe you're not the preacher in the pulpit. You know, maybe you're not a, a missionary or an evangelist, but you still have a message to share with others. You share it in your life every single day. How you live your life, how you treat other people, what they see in you. What are they seeing in you? Are they seeing the devastation of the storm? Or are they seeing the results of restoration? Are they are they realizing, hey, you know what? I remember there was a storm went through here, but I can't hardly tell that anymore. Because this, this life's been restored. 
It's been renewed. The destruction's been cleaned up. Where are you at in that today? Where are you at in your life storm today? Listen, man, I, again, living in Tornado Alley, we understand destruction. We understand loss of life. We, we understand loss of, of beings, whether it be our homes or our way of life. But it's restorable. And, and, and you think of loss of life as an end of a journey. It's just the beginning. I'm not afraid to die. I don't want to die tomorrow or today or anytime, anywhere soon. Still got a lot of stuff I'd like to do. But I'm not afraid of it because I know what my eternal life holds. I, I know that when I breathe my last on this earth, I'm going to breathe my first in heaven. And, and I'm longing to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, welcome into my rest. Not, sorry, I never knew you, depart from me. So it's going to be one of those two phrases for everyone that stands before the Lord. We're all going to go to heaven. We're just not all going to get to stay. I intend to stay. I know that he's prepared a place for me. I know that there are family who has gone ahead of me. There are friends who have gone ahead of me. They're already celebrating. I'm ready to go there with them. But I can't until my time here is done. And during the time I have left, I'm going to do everything in my power to share my life, my faith, my, my trust in the Lord with everyone that I encounter. That's what he's called us to. It's what he created us for. He created us for fellowship with him. Even in the midst of perilous times, even in the times of storm, God's still there. I, I, I preached a message just recently where, where um, I, I believe it was, he was talking to Elijah. And, and when Elijah was hiding out, hiding, you know, because he was afraid. And, and he, he had Elijah come to the front of the cave and, and he, he you know, this monstrous wind came through that uprooted trees and moved rocks and 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 the the message of scripture says, but he wasn't in the storm. And then there was a big earthquake and it, it crumbled things and but he wasn't in the earthquake. And then there was a fire. This fire consumed things all around him, but God wasn't in the fire. And then he heard the the faintest whisper. And it was God's voice saying, What are you doing here? I called you for such a time as this. Now it's your time to stand up and fight this fight. Become equipped. That, that, that's, what, that's what messages are about. It's what going to church is about. It's what, it's what sharpening, you know, iron sharpening iron, learning from others. That, that, equipping, that equipping takes place because we're going to have to fight. We need, we need all the armor and we need all the ammunition we can get. It's not a fight like you think. It's not going to be a physical fight. We're not in a physical fight. We are in a spiritual battle. And it's going on right now. You're in it, whether you like it or not. What are you going to do about it? I want to challenge you today that this message is, is totally in honor of, of our friend Andrea. And I know that a lot of people are going to hear this message and they're going to spend some time thinking about this lady. They're going to spend some time thinking about Josh, and those kids, and his family. Haley and little Jeremiah, the bear, they call him. They're going to be thinking about those kids and about this family. And it's going to bring back good memories. Yes, this, this horrific event took place. This perilous time, this evil act took place that took her from us. But it put her in God's presence. It, there's, there's no other way to describe it. We have to endure. We've got to restore. We've got to rebuild 
You know, I, I spend time every chance I get with, with my friend Josh. You know, making sure he's doing okay. Making sure he's, he's you know, he's, he's living the life he needs to live. You know, it's a struggle. It's a challenge. He's got storms in his life. Way beyond this one. And he's got to endure those storms. He's got to overcome those storms. But it's it's friends and family, and that's how we do this. So all those of you that hear this message today, don't, don't let it be in vain. Think about the fact that a life was taken that birthed this message. A, a friend's life of my own, my, somebody close to me was taken from me that caused this storm in the midst of these perilous times. But that storm's being restored. I know where she is. I, I know where her family is today. And, and I know where I am today because of this. And I'm sharing this message with you to give you an opportunity to join us on this journey. Through the battle, through the wilderness, through the fire, to eternity together. Amen. If, if you're not living for Christ, I'm telling you, it's not a complicated thing. It doesn't take special words. It doesn't take a hocus pocus. It doesn't take a magic trick. It simply takes surrender. Surrender your heart to him today. Just tell him, hey, man, God, I'm a mess. I know I'm a mess. I'm not living the way I should live. I'm not living according to your word. And God, I ask you to forgive me for the sin in my life. And I ask you to come into my heart. Make me whole. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I might do the things that you have called me to do from the very beginning of when you created me. Help me become the man or woman of God that you created me to be. That's what he's calling out to you for today. His hand's outstretched. He's reaching for you right now. All you have to do is reach back. Make the connection. Talk to him just like I'm talking to you right now. Let him know who you are and that you need him in your life. And let him change you forever. Get in a good, solid, God-fearing, Bible-breathing, fire-breathing church so that the Spirit of God comes upon you in ways you've never dreamed and allow Him to use you and your story. Scripture says that we overcome our enemy by the blood of the Lamb. That, that's surrender. That's our surrender to Him. That's our surrender to His, His blood shed on Calvary. Him taking on our sin. But when we overcome our enemy by the blood of the Lamb, covering us our acceptance of him and then it goes on to say and by the word of our testimony our story not not our story of who we were not our story of our life of sin our story of redemption how he set us free how he brought us out of the fire how he brought us through the storm and set our feet on a solid rock our story of redemption you overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. What a beautiful sight. What a beautiful story. I challenge you. Don't let this day go by without contemplating giving your life to Christ today. If you've, if you've been a follower and you've allowed yourself to get caught up in the storm, just ask him to forgive you. Ask him to restore you. Ask him to put your feet back on that solid rock that you might do the things he's called you to do. Amen. God bless you guys. I know this is a message that's been a little different than, than some of the norms, but man, I just feel so compelled to, to, to just 
offer everything I can to give you the opportunity to change your life. I don't believe we've got long left on this earth. I believe the perilous times we're, li- we're living in right now are marking our days. I, um, I've heard it all my life. Never in the world would I have imagined that I was going to live in these last days like we are today. Don't let this go unheard. Share it with someone else. Share it with someone that you know might need this message today. But share it with you and them. Let them hear it. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for all the support we see from you. Um, I don't. I, I sometimes stand in awe of how God pulls and moves and does things in our lives. Um, we know he's going to take care of us. We thank you for being a part of that. I know that many of you give to us financially. I know that many of you pray over us. Uh, we need it. We love it. We're thankful for it uh, on all sides, whether it be financial or prayerful. Um, know that we have a task at hand. We intend to meet those tasks. We intend to meet the goals that we've set this year. Um, I've, I've written them out. They're on our Facebook page. So some of you have seen those. We've got big goals. We, we intend to do more missions work this year. We intend to do more speaking this year. So keep that in mind. Help us if you can. Partner with us. Be a part of this ministry as we share the gospel with everyone that we come in contact with. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Find us on www.livingloudoutdoors.com. Our podcasts are on eight different platforms. You can find those under Living Loud Outdoors. Uh, Obviously, you can find us on here. So God bless you guys. We love you. We thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you again real soon. We'll be back Wednesday with our week seven of Battle Ready, uh, and then I've already picked us a new one. So we'll finish up uh, week seven of Battle Ready, and then we'll kick off another one on the following week. So God bless you guys. We will talk to you again real soon.